You're listening to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I'm here to help facilitate conversations around what it means to step into your confidence so you can live the life you want, not the one you think you should. Join me as we talk about body and self-acceptance, nutrition, movement, and mindset so that you can uncover what dulls your sparkle so you can shine. With that, let's go to the show. Hi, friend. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself. And thank you for the honor and privilege of listening to this show. It just means so much to me. And I've been getting so much feedback from you guys lately. Oh, and it's been so much fun just hearing how the show has impacted you and which episodes are your favorites, which ones you love and connect with and resonate with. So if you have feedback about the show, about episodes that you loved or episodes that you hated, or (laughs) if you have some, I want to hear about it. So send me an email, kim at captivatinglyconfident.com, or send me a DM on Instagram or a PM on Facebook. I want to hear from you. I love, love, love connecting with listeners. It is one of the joys of doing this podcast is getting to share life with you and to hear about your struggles and your triumphs and and shifts and pivots that you're making in your life and in your business and in your family and your marriage and all the things that I want to hear about it. So yeah, connect with me. I, I respond to every single message, to every single email because it's important to me and I just love you. I do. You're on my mind often and in my heart always, always. Okay. One quick announcement before we get moving and grooving here with today's really, really good topic. I cried writing the outline for this. It's going to be good. But before we get there, I want you to mark a special date on your calendar, September 19th. And you're probably like, why? What's going on? Well, I'll tell you a little bit. So Julie Allen, who is the owner of the Mary Rose Northwest Boutique here in Oregon City, Oregon, and she also is the founder of the Mary Rose Foundation, which funds eating disorder recovery, which Captivatingly Confident, my business, donates to every month because I so believe in the mission of what the Mary Rose Foundation is doing. And I believe that eating disorder recovery is critical. And as someone that struggled with an eating disorder before, I understand the importance of recovery and treatment options, which can be really expensive, like really expensive. So I just love Julie's mission. All the purchases in the boutique, a portion of those proceeds go to the foundation as well. So, oh, Julie is just incredible, right? She's this powerhouse of a woman. She was on the podcast a few episodes ago talking about self-compassion and how that saved her life. And I asked Julie to team up with me to host a retreat and a retreat for women where they could learn to look in the mirror without cringing and learn that they don't have to love their body but loving themselves is so much more important and how to make peace with their bodies. And we just have dreamed up this whole weekend experience for you 
to come with us and to learn all these things and do really fun, fun, fun stuff and life-changing stuff too. If you've ever been on a retreat, you know the power of connecting with other people in a sacred space like that. And it is going to be so powerful and meaningful. And I just, I can't wait. Anywho, so Thursday on the 19th, Julie and I are going to launch a podcast episode and a Facebook Live all about the Reveal Retreat. And it's going to sell out super fast. So I need you to mark this date on your calendar because that's when registration opens is the 19th. So make sure that you have that like highlighted and circled. The podcast episode will drop in the morning and we're just really, really, really excited about this opportunity to serve and to love and to teach and to encourage and to really hold space at this retreat for change. And I'm just thrilled. So September 19th, mark your calendars. Okay, big breath. I'm already starting to get emotional about this. Um, So in preparation for the retreat, Julie and I asked around on Facebook about what are some of the struggles that you face when it comes to loving your body? And I created a Word doc that has seven pages and 12-point font, seven pages of all the ways that you have said you struggle with feeling confident in your body. And it was heartbreaking as Julie and I read through these. And the trend that I saw is also the trend that I've seen. So nothing was surprising to me, given that I've been doing this work for so long. But it was interesting to see the themes that kind of came out. And as I thought about it and reflected on it, there was a very strong message that was coming through. And it's this idea, this message that you are worthy of love, acceptance, and happiness, but you don't believe it. You know it. You know cognitively that you are worthy of love, acceptance, and happiness. You know this thing but you don't believe it. And the reason that you don't believe it is because of the beliefs that you have. The shoulds, right? If you followed me for any length of time, you know that I love to talk about the shoulds because the shoulds are the beliefs and the stories that we tell ourselves about how we should be showing up in the world, right? I should be doing this. I shouldn't eat that. I have to do this. I can't do that. All of these beliefs that we tell ourselves And these beliefs cause us to have certain emotions and feelings. And those emotions and feelings drive our actions, which gives us a specific result. I call it the bear. (laughs) I I love alliteration. I love acronyms. I love analogies. I love it all. So bear is what we're going to be talking about today. B E A R. And if you can remember bear, it can start to help you shift the way that you think about things. Because it's not just about changing your behavior. It's not just about changing your actions. That comes later on. But what you have to start to work on is your thoughts and your beliefs. And your thoughts are also a byproduct of your beliefs if you want to 
kind of separate those two out. But I really like this acronym, so we're going to lump them together for now, (laughs) for simplicity's sake. So there's this belief that you are unworthy of love, acceptance, and happiness. And that's like your subconscious belief, right? Because you know cognitively, again, that you're worthy, but you don't believe it for yourself. So an example that I want to use is one from the list that we got. And it's this belief that I should be thinner than I am. That's the belief. That you should be smaller. Your body should not take up so much space. Your body should not be so dimply. Your thighs should not be so big. Your arms, your neck, wherever it is for you. Hips, butt. I mean, in the seven pages of of things that are obstacles to confidence in your body, so much nitpicking of the body. Literally down to my nose and my wrinkles, and I don't like the way my eyes are set, and I don't like the way that my skin moves, and and all of this. But here's the thing about that belief, and the truth about a lot of the shoulds, is that that's not really what's going on for you. That is your conscious awareness of a deeper problem. The conscious side says, I need to look different. But the subconscious belief, the deeper belief, is that you are not worthy of love and that you're afraid of being rejected. And this is hard. This is hard stuff right here because it's much easier to deal with like the body stuff, right? We feel like we can control our bodies. Do you feel this way? Like if you just do the right diet, if you just eat less and move more, if you just do more yoga or if you just do enough stuff or restrict enough that you can actually change the shape of your body. And for a time, maybe you can, but that's not really what's causing this problem. It's like there's an irritation, right? Do you ever feel this? You look in the mirror and you're like, ugh, I'm just irritated. I'm mad. I'm sad, frustrated. I'm tired of looking at this body and I'm tired of being disappointed by this body. But that's not really what's going on. It is so much deeper than that. But the problem is, is that it's on that subconscious level. Because you have been believing for so long that you should be thinner and that you're not acceptable at the size that you are. You are not acceptable at the weight that you are. The clothing size that you wear makes you unacceptable. And it feeds that lie that you're not worthy, that you're not acceptable, and that you can't be happy. And you cannot be happy until you lose X number of pounds or until you get toned or until you get fit. Until you get strong, until you get healthy. But the thing is, is that the underlying belief is that you aren't worthy and that you're going to be rejected because of your body. And that's a big part of why we project our own insecurities onto other people. Meaning that when you look around, like say you wear a swimsuit to the pool and you, you know, you take off your wrap or you, you know, take off your board shorts. Board shorts, do people wear those? Is that still a thing? I feel like that was so 90s as I just said. 
I had like Roxy board shorts in, in junior high and high school that I would wear over my swimsuit because I had spider veins and cellulite at the age of 12. Um, is that still a thing? Or more is it just wraps now? Anywho, I digress. But you take those off. And what are you doing? Are you confidently strutting your stuff to the pool and you dive in or you jump in? Or are you thinking, oh my gosh, everyone's looking at my cellulite. Everyone thinks that I'm hideous. They probably are disgusted, just like I am. And that projection keeps you safe in your mind. You're like, okay, as long as, as I can put these barriers up around me, I've already rejected myself on their behalf. <laughs> Do you see what you've done? You've already rejected yourself so that you don't have to feel the pain of someone else's rejection. Someone else's rejection of you physically, emotionally, mentally, what you have to say, your opinions, how you present yourself in the world. You've already done that. And it's so much easier to do that. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's easier than being vulnerable, than being confident and rocking the body that you have because you're afraid of being rejected. Because our society says that your body should not look like it does. Your body, yours right there, that's not worthy of love. That's not enough. You need to change it. Here's the 652 products that we're going to sell you so that you can have a better body. Everything from your head to your toes needs to be different, needs to look better because it doesn't look good enough. And that belief drives our emotions. So I've kind of broken this down. When we look at the emotions, Again, we have that conscious side, right? I should be thinner than I am. So consciously, we're like, okay, all right, well, then I'll try harder. I will use more willpower. I will do a closet clean, or not closet clean out. (laughs) I will do a pantry clean out and a refrigerator clean out. I will do more restriction. I'll do whole 30. I'll do something to change the shape of my body. I just need to try harder. I just need more willpower. And friend, can I just tell you that you do not need more willpower? Willpower is not going to get you where you want to be. It's not. Just go ahead and just let hashtag bless and release willpower because it's not serving you and it's not getting you where you want to be. And it's actually driving you crazy, even if you don't believe that. So that's the conscious side. Conscious says, I'll try harder. I'll just do more to be accepted. But the subconscious says, I just have to try more. I can't do it. I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. I'm tired of my body. I'm tired of trying. I'm tired of restricting. I'm exhausted. And that results itself in, in, in different ways. The emotion of it is that you feel like a failure. You feel like you're exhausted. You're sad. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're anxious because it's this constant cycle, right? Maybe you feel shame. Maybe that's the emotion that comes up for you. Something's wrong with me. I can't seem to do it. I look around and I see these 
these, quote, thin people, these healthy people, and, and they can do it, but what's wrong with me that I can't do it? Oh, and can I just do a little side note in here? And you might not believe me, and that's okay, but I'm going to plant this seed anyways. There is nothing wrong with you. Nothing. There's nothing wrong with you. I also want to say that just because someone looks whatever way, whether it's you perceive them as thin or beautiful or sexy or strong, however you perceive that person, you don't know their story. You don't know what it takes for them to look that way. You don't know how many meals they skip, how many calories they count, how many hours they log in the gym, how much self-hatred they could be having. You don't know. You don't know that. So I just want to add that in there as a little caveat. So the emotion, the conscious side says, I'll try harder, I'll do more. And the subconscious side feels all the things. Typically, depression, anxiety, sadness, fear. And those emotions will drive the action. So for the conscious side, I should be thinner than I am, so I'm going to try harder. That's the thing. I will try. I will restrict because I can do it. The emotion says that I can and I will and I want it. I want to be different. I want to change. I want it. And so then we look at the actions that are derived from those emotions. So consciously, what do you do? If you should be thinner than you are and you've decided that you're going to try, then you will get a gym membership or you start a new diet or you will eat less and move more or you will try supplements or you will try programs. You will read self-help books like weight loss books. You will join Weight Watchers. You will do these things. You'll get an app. You'll get a Fitbit, right? You'll do things to achieve a specific result. And the result is that you're trying to achieve is that you want to make your body smaller. That's the conscious side. But what about the subconscious side? The one that says I'm not worthy and I'm afraid of being rejected. So I feel anxious and stuck and frustrated and sad. What does the subconscious do? It gives up. That's the action. Giving up, hiding. This is something that I saw a lot growing up. My mom would hide her body. She tried for years, friends. Oh, for years she tried to make her body smaller. She tried. She spent so much time and energy and effort to do this thing, and she couldn't do it. And so she gave up, and she started wearing baggy clothes to hide her body. And she stopped trying. And that is an action, too. Hiding, giving up, resigning yourself that things are never going to change. You've tried and you slip even further into that shame of there's something wrong with me. Which then our actions, right, give us a specific result. So the conscious side, the one that says I should be thinner than I am, so I'm going to try harder, I'm going to use more willpower, I'm going to stick to it this time, I'm not going to fall off the wagon who gets a gym membership, starts a new diet, begins restricting all the things, what's the result? 
typically, the result is that you fall off the wagon. That you get off track. That life happens and suddenly you can't stick to the keto diet anymore. Or that you, you, maybe you do this new plan for a week and you don't see the numbers reflected on the scale the way that you want to see them. And that is so discouraging. Or maybe you do lose a few pounds and you're like, yes, I'm doing it. I'm succeeding. I'm finally losing the weight. And maybe you feel confident. And then something happens. Your body adapts or life happens. And suddenly you gain those, those pounds back. And then there's the whole emotional roller coaster of that, right? That's what happens consciously. But what about subconsciously what's happening? We have a belief that we're not worthy of love and a fear of being rejected. Feel like no matter what you do, you can't seem to do it and you feel stuck. So you give up or you hide or maybe you try something else knowing that it won't really bring the happiness that you're looking for. Which the result is that the shame continues to spin. This cycle continues to go and go and go where you you try super, super hard and then something happens and you fall off the wagon and you feel like a failure. So then you find yourself at the beginning again. And you're like, okay, this time, this diet's going to work for sure. I know it. This, this exercise program, like this bar class is incredible. This is going to be the thing. And you try, 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 try until something happens. Maybe you lose motivation, you lose willpower, you get hurt, you get sick, you get tired, somebody in your family, something happens, and you can't sustain it. And then you feel like a failure, which feeds into the belief that you're not worthy, that you're not enough, that you will be rejected. Do you see how this works? It's this crazy cycle. It literally is a crazy cycle of of try, fail, try, fail, lose, gain, lose, gain. And it's so frustrating for you. And you feel stuck. And you feel angry. Angry that it doesn't work. And you feel like it's your fault. And friend, oh friend, hear me say this. It is not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that diets fail 99% of the time. That's a statistic. I will find that fact for you if you want. 99% of diets fail. It is not your fault. It is not your fault that your body looks the way that it does. It is not your fault that the number on the scale is what it is, which P.S., Your number on the scale is your relationship to gravity. That is all that number is. That three-digit number that drives you insane? Yeah. That's just a numerical value assigned to your relationship with gravity. Yeah, that's all. But those numbers drive us, don't they? Oh, friend, it is not your fault that this doesn't work. What you have to do is change the belief. What would it be like? Let's go back to the top. If our conscious thought, conscious belief was, I should be thinner than I am. What if we changed that? What if we addressed the should? And instead, say, I am worthy 
of love and acceptance and happiness the way that I look right now. That's it. That's the belief. How does that affect your emotions? If you are worthy of love and acceptance and happiness right now, if your body is fine, just the way that it is right now, I'm not saying you have to love your body. I do advocate for body respect, but I'm not saying you have to love it. But what if you just accepted it right as it is right now? And what if you could have happiness and love and acceptance right now? All you have to do is believe that you are worthy. How would that affect your subconscious? What would your emotions look like? Let's go through this again. Your emotions would be confident, happy. I feel empowered. I feel content. So then what's the action? Instead of trying to find a new diet or a new way to make yourself smaller, you're looking for ways to take up space. How can I be... How can I spread my happiness? How can I show up differently in my life? How can I do things differently? How can I take better care of myself? This is where health comes in. How can I, how can I be healthier out of this place of respect for my body and myself? And what's the result of that? The results are you being more engaged in your life, being present with your family. Feeling like you are enough. And when you step into that confidence, oh friend, when you are comfortable in your own skin, you give permission to others to do the same. When other people see you walking in your light, your glow, your shine, your strength, your confidence, it gives them permission to do it too. And we make it okay to take up space. We make it okay to not need a diet, to not need restriction, to not need the shoulds. We make it okay to live a life that's full and abundant, not from lack or waiting until you're here rather than where you are right now. I have this dream that someday women will walk around stepping into their confidence, that they'll put it on like a suit in the morning, that they will own it, that they will own who they are and realize that their body is not the defining point of them that there is so much more to them. And as they walk around in that truth, that others do the same. Can you imagine what our world would look like if women were walking around confident, like truly confident in who they are? And if they were practicing body respect and respecting the bodies of others? Oh my gosh, the implications for this are huge. Monumental, life-changing, earth-shifting, earth-saving, life-giving. But instead, these beliefs that you should be thinner than you are, that your body should look different, 
that you're not worthy of love and acceptance and happiness and confidence right now as you are, that you're not enough, that lack energy is what is driving our culture. And it is what is keeping the health and fitness and wellness industry funded. Because we teach it to our kids. They look at us, whether they're little boys or little girls, they look at us. And they derive their self-worth and their body worth from how we accept or value or treat our bodies, ourselves. We are modeling for them. Because how can you tell your daughter, you don't need to diet, you don't need to lose weight, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous just as you are, you're a princess. But then we look in the mirror and we criticize. Or we eat in a way that doesn't model that belief. How can we do that? We have to change that, friends. We have to. For not only our children, but for those of us now. For each other. How can we lift one another up? How can we have a rising tide of confidence where women are walking around confident? And speaking their truth and living their life and raising their families and running their businesses and doing their jobs. And oh my gosh, like, does it not just like give you the chills to think about? Oh, I get goosebumps every single time I think about it. I mean, it all starts with your beliefs, all of it. And if you're like, Kim, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how to change these beliefs. I don't even know what a lot of them are. Reach out to me. Let's talk. Let's figure out what your beliefs are that are holding you back. And let's change those. Because you can't just change the actions, friends. You can't just change your behavior. You have to change what drives the actions, what drives the behaviors. You have to change your beliefs. You have to start there which may require going back a little bit and looking at your childhood. What beliefs did you start with? Where did they come from? Whose are they? Are they yours? A lot of the beliefs that people have are not theirs. The shoulds that you have, I'm, I will bet you money, like cash money, that they are not yours and that you live life by someone else's rules instead of your own. And that keeps you stuck, feeling like you are not worthy because it's not your belief. And the way that you're acting is not in line with who you are as a person because they're not your beliefs. Oh, wow. That was a lot today, right? That was a lot. I want to hear your thoughts. Head over to the Facebook community, Captivatingly Confident Community. Write a post. Chime in. Let me know what you think about this. Maybe you think I'm off my rocker. Let's talk about it and let's start to do some belief shifting so that you can step into your confidence. Oh, friend, I see you. I respect you. I love you. And I'm so thankful that you are here. You're incredible. May you go forth from this moment believing that you are worthy of love and acceptance, and happiness right as you are right now. Claim it, own it for yourself, and I'll see you next time. 
And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, captivatinglyconfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at kim.ludeman. Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Every single review means so, so much to me, and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.